You are listening to Tech Grind, behind the scenes of leading high-tech ecosystems, with your host, Nadav Kedar. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining us for part two of our talk with Kamal Shapira. And in this part, we are going to talk about the ecosystem surrounding Kamal's uh, company, uh, the accessibility ex- ecosystem, let's call it. Uh, maybe you'll call it something different. Um, so I want to start with the question of what is accessibility? What is it and who needs it? Um, sure. Uh, by definition, um, we're talking about digital accessibility. So by definition, it's the ability for any user to use your product the way that they need to use it or that they can use it. Users in general, including users with disability. That, that's accessibility. Accessibility is to allow anyone to use the way that they know how to use. Not to make something special for somebody that has different needs than you know, the, the, the norm or the mainstream, per se. Mm-hmm. That's accessibility. Okay. How do we do it for yeah. the, digital, uh, the digital world? I'll give you just one very basic, you know, something that we can grasp um, more complex accessibility um, uh, adjustment per se or what you need to include inside your in your product it's keyboard navigation and it's not just any Mm -hmm. keyboard navigation you can't just say okay i'm going to tab through it and everything's okay no keyboard navigation has to do with on you know the ability for somebody to use their keyboard and to execute all processes on your platform so if you think about your bank okay i as a user that needs accessibility need to be able to transfer money to my mother using the keyboard only from start to finish. Not that at the very end I need to check the box that says I accept these terms and then that box can't be checked by keyboard. It mm-hmm. only has to be checked by a mouse. That whole process is inaccessible. Um, so, so you have to go down to the basic uh, um, planning of such a website. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not something that you can really slap on and... Uh, no be accessible no no it's not it's not you don't do adjustments for accessibility after the fact and while live on air and when you're talking about web applications because websites that are customer facing they're very static and there's nothing to do on it you know they're not dynamic you don't have to to execute a a process or some sort of transaction those are more simple that's how the guidelines were built they were built upon simple websites you can simply scan with tools that are available today and Mm -hmm. kind of just you know make the adjustments in the back what I'm talking about are more complex systems like ordering your, your airline ticket and booking a restaurant and transferring money and filling out forms and even internal software systems that are meant for companies where, you know, data systems and all of these things that you wouldn't necessarily think wow. about because the only thing you think about is, oh, okay, the Domino's, there's a famous Domino's accessibility case and, and the client who was blind couldn't order a pizza. Of course, that's the ordering pizza system is is an application, but when you become when you go deeper into it, Salesforce is an application. The whole thing has to be accessible, and wow. it's possible to do it. We just need to put a little bit more focus on it and the importance of it. Um, and we're getting there right now. It's regulation that's helping us out with accessibility, and that's how the advocacy is moving forward. And and it's okay. I wish that it would be more of you know that social human rights like you're saying you know that move it over to the other side but today as a company especially startups and growth uh and 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 uh not startups but you know when in growth um 
they're not thinking about what can be good for the world. We want to move fast, we want to move forward, we want to do what we have to do. Well, wait a second, halt. If you have to sell, you know, you to to a larger enterprise, to a government entity, to a global enterprise, if you're in fintech and you're selling to banks, every one of these sectors requires accessibility in your product. So if you're thinking about it early on, you'll it'll benefit you later. So from from what you say, you know, my, my, my mind is running like with what you say. And straight away I see that when a website or web web tool is accessible, you open up a much bigger market. You open up like markets that are untapped untapped markets, right? And you open up the option to for for corporations to to employ uh, a much wider audience of employees, right? And and I couldn't even think about that implication before we talked. And it just opens this whole prism of, of options that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's like I said it myself. Absolutely, right on. You know, speaking of the ecosystem, I recently wrote a post. I write on LinkedIn a lot. So I recently wrote a post, an example of something that happened with us in our company. We interviewed somebody, a developer, um, and it was a video uh, interview. And um, it turns out the, the, video, the interview was really not up to par. And it turns out that we, Nadav, my co-founder, um, he recognized that there, there must be something a little bit different about this person. You know what? He must be on the spectrum. And we kind of deep dove into it a little bit more and we understood that we can't interview him by faith. Like we, can't, we can't take the interview and say, okay, this is the, the person. He needs something else to be interviewed because his CV looked great. He must be you know, a genius developer and has trouble socially interacting with, with the interview process. How did you uh, so, find that out? Well, you know, for, for us, it's a little bit more natural because we have that, I guess, in the back of our mind. And Nadav immediately recognized that, you know, strike one, strike two, strike three. It's not that it's the person is not talking like right mm-hmm. on and, and can't look us in the eye, even on video. Something here is a little bit different. There's an underlying. It took him through the middle of the interview to say, OK, Slack, we can't we can't continue the interview. Mm-hmm. It's just not proper. It's just not right for this person. We gave him um, tasks instead and it was interaction wow. via via writing now it was sensitivity that we needed it's the understanding that there are other people in the world and i wrote this post i can't even begin to tell you how many how many comments i received not great job amazing no 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 this was like built up you know frustration and experiences of people just around the around the network around the community ecosystem local foreign then you see that there it hits a lot of people wow. at home that, yes, there are people on the spectrum, our kids, our brothers, our sisters. I got personal messages. Thank you so much for bringing this up. Does anyone talk about this? That's accessibility. If you only understood that you can hire people that are not necessarily the mainstream, yes, there's things they need in your system. They need them. We need accessible bathrooms. We need accessible tabletops. We also need accessible content. But it's also opening up your mind to more than just the mainstream, really, really, really fast mover. I get it. We need it. But let's do a little different. We're, we're, in, you know, we're in an age where we can influence the way that the world is going to be working and opening up 
the market and the employment too. From what you say, I hear some sort of mismatch in the market because there's this huge potential with everything you talked about. And there's this, mm, let's call it, let's call the corporations that don't even know enough about uh, how being accessible can help them. And on the third side, you need to really go down to the basics of any web uh, application or web tool to do it right. So how, how do you convince the ecosystem to make that, I mean, in some way, it's, uh, it's, uh, you need to teach the market how to, to use the product or, or even ask for it. How do you do that? Um, it's, it's, it's a really, really great question because it's a mixture of a lot of different things. If I'm just looking at it from a product perspective, like I said, there's regulation. So the easy sell is you've got to do it, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. The easier sell is, oh, you have a procurement process now. They sent you over the accessibility stipulation, that requirement. Let me see. Oh, yes, yes, we know. This is what you need, A, B, C, D. We work with you on a year long. This is the license. Uh, you know, you know that you have an issue because you're not accessible and you want to get through the procurement of the bank, Microsoft, yada, yada, yada. You know, it doesn't, all of these major enterprises are requiring you to be accessible. That's the easy sell. The harder sell is what I said in the beginning, which is that long run building this business to be something really big and really impactful and really solve this issue that doesn't include everyone right now, but can include everyone, okay, in the workforce, in the sales, for, in the, in the uh, consumer side of things. There's movements of diversity and inclusion, and now within diversity, accessibility is becoming a big advocacy, you know, and, and movements take time. When you're making social, you know, changes in the world, it takes time. You're changing a social paradigm. I'm not here to make a quick, like, it's not a quick turnaround. It's really to stay here for the long run. I have something that can really be a game changer for the way products are developed to enable the goal of that social change, this, this social paradigm change. But that's really, it, it goes back to our beginning discussion. I, I'm convincing the market to move over and to change. It's a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. It's like huge, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's moving mountain. To say, okay, not only is your bathroom accessible and you're hiring employments with disabilities, but you're actually allowing your company to grow in a market that's untapped. You're hiring employees that are comfortable working and they're not just what used to be janitors with all due respect. We don't need to have people that have mental disabilities doing something that they can't grasp. Let's try to give them a job that they can grasp by having things that are are accessible to them. They can use computers, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I always go back to the, you know, like my own children. If it makes sense when someone's passionate, when you see the world through the eyes of your children, a mother who has a blind child wants to do everything possible yeah. that the world is going to be accessible for that, you know, and as a mother, it always gets me back to emotions where, yeah, there are things that happen and, and how can we raise our children to be 
diverse and to include when we're kind of just ignoring that whole that whole aspect and do we really need to have that kind of experience in order to make a change i don't think so so it happened to me with my friend and i see it from the side and i i you know i'm all about this world needs to be available to anyone and everyone and at the end of the day accessibility is simplicity mm-hmm. i enjoy accessibility mm-hmm. you know we don't know it because you don't you, you don't see the little the little you know sign the symbol mm-hmm. but when when the product is accessible it's easier to use so that's amazing and, and it, it gets me thinking that when um, when you work and build solutions for uh, your clients I, I assume that or I'll ask you if there's a uh, is there a set of basic things that a company can do that can can make a big impact like the 20% that makes the 80% difference do, do you see this common denominator where you do one two three and that starts opening up the accessibility uh, options for a company yeah absolutely I mean a sense it first of all take sense it and it's doing you know it's 20% of your effort to do 80% of the work mm-hmm. accessibility today is when, when you're really testing for accessibility on the digital platforms and I'll, I'll talk about the physical if you want in a moment but in a, the digital world in order to do it you need to understand what accessibility is all about it's that's why it's left for professionals mm-hmm. and it's done manually we test as a user that's at the, at the end of the day we as professionals are using the product as users which is why in the advocacy world of accessibility we always say you need to have people from the community testing your product or like Nadav, my co-founder, says, become a super user, which is what he he defines himself as. And in order to test your product, so you need to test the whole thing as a user. Now, you're not going to do that for every sprint, especially if you have, you know, 150 scrum teams sprinting at the same time every two weeks. How are you going to cover everything that needs to be covered? You don't. You do what's called the happy path. But enough is enough. We don't need to do just, we don't need to test just one out of X number of processes and say, okay, this is accessible. We can't get to everything. No, we need to implement it from the beginning, do as much as we can, which is what Sensit is all about, and leave that 20% that still needs to be tested by the human user for the users or for you know your team of professionals in-house talking about enterprises. And you can do it from the beginning. And once you have that implemented also, you know from even the planning and design phase, there are certain guidelines that you say, okay, I won't use this font, I won't use this color, I will you know, add a, a label to this button. There are things that you do, but are you going to remember it always? No, you need something, a reference guide, a guide, a reference, mm-hmm. and not the guidelines because you need to interpret them, okay? Mm-hmm. But you need something that's going to kind of help you along like the, the checklist itself uh, of the tactics, the tactics to do and not the uh, general uh, uh, playbook. Yeah, it's like the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. You're not going to interpret the law. That's why we have lawyers. And you're not going to read a case to really understand what it means, right? That's why we have lawyers. But to know that you need to protect yourself from A, privacy, security, accessibility or you know legal ramifications for xyz it's something that you can grasp and you can understand you generally have either like you said a checklist or you have kind of a system 
right? That that is is making sure that you're compliant with whatever you need to do. And then you turn to your lawyer to say, hey, did I do it right? Same thing with accessibility. You have kind of like that general guideline that the checklist that you say, okay, designers do X, Y, Z, product managers don't forget to include this and this and this, you know, and, and then test yourself. And then let's turn to, you know, professional just to make sure that we're okay. Kind of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm simplifying it more, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm asking myself in my mind in the last few, do you see some tipping point where companies will say, listen, and, and I'm going back to the business side here, this is too much of a big market that we cannot um, stay out of it anymore beyond the, the, the legal obligation. Listen, this is such a huge market, we cannot miss out on it. Do you see a tipping point where course, companies course. will say that? Absolutely. Once accessibility becomes something that's more simple to do, mm-hmm. okay, when you're developing a product and then you know, wow, if I add this, then I'm actually opening myself up to 20% more people without even knowing it because it's 20% of the population. I absolutely see it happening. Today, when we convince, when we try to sell on that point, It's so far-fetched and it's so far from from that person, you know, the buyer in the company today. It's like, just let me, I just need to cover my compliance, you know, the minimum. But we'll get to that tipping point when across the board, around the market, accessibility becomes something mainstream. Privacy, let's go back to GDPR. Mm -hmm. How's GDPR today? Is everyone going to do it? Right? Or, yeah. or are we going to let it go? Everyone's going to do it because you know what can happen. We know right. what's happened. Right. We know where it goes. We, and it's privacy. I mean, in America, it's all about you used my name. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a really big deal these days. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's going to happen with accessibility. That's amazing. You know, and right behind me, I have a quote from Gary Vee. It says, everyone is an ass until they are, they are a pioneer. <laughs> and I think that when people read this sentence, only entrepreneurs tend to get the sentence of what it means. And that's exactly what I see in what you're doing today. I mean, you're the pioneer of not only accessibility, that you're much beyond that. You automate it, you give the deep solution. Yes, exactly. And the, that, that can rise from the infrastructure of the organization. Correct. And, and not just that, do it automatically. Correct. And today I'm doing it, like you said, today we're doing the testing of it. We're emulating the way that a user uses the product. It sends it automatically. Mm-hmm. So we're actually, we're, 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 we're a user, an automated, automated user. Then there's a long roadmap ahead of us, right? Because it's great that I'm testing and I'm offering you know, the advice automatically, how you should fix and what you should do and showing and doing the future is to enable these developers to fix it automatically. So it's, you know, how do you do it? That's my secret sauce, and we'll talk about it when, you know, we're the next unicorn. But there are, there's more than just testing in the infrastructure. There's also creating an accessible process for accessibility for this development cycle. And I'm so deep in it, and, and I see how it can happen. Then it goes back to our first discussion, which is, I just need to keep this up. I'm, I'm not giving up. You know, the, the times that are hard, I always put that 
the picture of where I want to get to and where we can get to in front of me. And that's the driving force over here because it's so difficult to make that the paradigm shift mm -hmm. or that change or to be that pioneer. Like, yeah. People don't know how much blood and sweat you're <laughs> really putting into being a pioneer of something. So, yeah, definitely. Amazing. Amazing. So I think uh, we had so much on this part. Um, the, the, the main thing that uh, I'm... Uh, I'm stuck in my mind was how huge of a market you are working in and how anyone not entering this market is just losing out and that's amazing so um, I guess with that we will uh, kind of sum up part two and move to part three um, so thank you for this and the, the, the fascinating uh, world of or the ecosystem of accessibility uh, so stay with us for part three of the Superman moment.